everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am joined by Chris Lewis today. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you? Yeah, it's, you know, it's been a day. Were you about to say it's Friday? <laughs> no, I was going to say it's been a day. Um, I got back from my vacation and I got hit with a... I got hit, you know, with the the real wanna, world. It, the, okay, with the real world. I was like, could mm-hmm. you please elaborate? I don't want people to think anything's going on or <laughs> you got hit by a bus. Like, God, I kind of wish. <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> metaphorically, I got hit by a fucking bus. Absolutely. And I've, and I've just hit the wall. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on with this year, but it's been bad energy for me in 2023 so far. Guys, it's been fucking crazy. It is what? The nine ninth? days. We're nine like days I've, into this shit. I'm gonna I move feel like I've lived two years. I'm going to move my microphone over here. Okay, should we restart? No! This little BTS for the fans? Yeah, I just don't want my lotion and my McDonald's Coke in the frame. Not that I yeah. my clothes hanging out of my drawer. I don't know what's going on. Okay. I can't really see you. I've got you mostly covered. Your energy is <laughs> all over the place today. If anything, I'm in the mood to laugh because I need to laugh. You need something. It might be a Prozac. Oh. To the Speaking hilt. of, I need to take my Zoloft. It'll quite literally. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Maybe pop it now. We see if your mood changes about 30 minutes in. Yeah. Thank you. That'd be a fun experiment. <laughs> Just take our SSRIs and see what's up. <laughs> okay. What was I going to say? So anything else? Um, You're fresh from Florida. Mm-hmm. You've traveled everything's going well you have a new job mm-hmm. somewhat uh still within still, the veggies framework is, i still got the old job but also a new job and doing multiple things i'm barreling towards a hopefully the planning and executing of a 900 person dance party in three weeks how's that going um not well Thank God I'm not in charge of something like that. But no, no, no. It's gonna, it's going well. It's gonna be great. Um, we pull it off every year. This just feels a little bit like it's all coming together very last minute. But that's the vibe of 2023, I guess. Everything is thrown together with glue and, and gum and mud and fucking Harry at the spy backpacks. It's just it is. Our government is basically not even real. No, 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 no. Well, Why would it, it be? Now, so I don't know. Should we just wrap up and call it? That's the episode, yeah, that's guys. The episode. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been a great week. We right. will be back next week when we maybe discuss season three. What season of the show are we even on? Season four. Season four. Season four. Season four. I literally and... look like I just fought a war. Yeah, I don't know about that scrunchie. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen you like this. You look a fright. <laughs> Can you throw a filter on? No, I wish. I wish I had a different face right now. Looks like the head of a pale pumpkin. Just. Are you ripe? Oh my god. Oof. I didn't want to say it, but at least you found your way to the truth. I've never seen you present yourself like this. You're on a baseball tee. What's happening? It's a sweat. 
shocking oh stuff God. guys maybe oh. skip the youtube on this one please don't rush over there don't maybe mm. we won't put this one up but i think we will just of I can't course wait. we will i can't wait to see what your little um th thumbnail looks like this week oh god me drooling with a lazy eye well there isn't really much going on in the culture i'm really looking forward to the oscar nominations in a few weeks well mm. i don't even think i saw 10 movies in 2023 i have firmly decided my favorite movie of the year was everything everywhere all at once after revisiting it. that's like everyone's favorite that and um the fablements that yeah but also what's the other one Tar. glass onion oh ta ta yeah people are really loving I that hated tar See, I've discovered, like, I don't think I'm a movie girl. Except The Way of Water. I did see that. You're the only person I know who's seen it. Really? It did really well. I don't office. understand that yet I literally don't know anyone who's seen it but you. Did you hear what the third one's going to be called? The Way of the Land, I assume? No, Chris, it's bad. Well, the, well, okay, you're saying that, like, The Way of the Water is, no, the, no, is no, like, No, 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 no. When I tell you, you're going to be That's, like, aghast. Winter, Summer, House, that first title for, um... Oh, uh, Winter, Summer, Soldier, Winter, Spy. Summer, <laughs> like, the... No, the third Avatar, I believe, is going to be called The Seed Bearer. Is it a porn? Exactly. <laughs> Gay Twitter is going to run amok with that. Is it actually? Like, are there sex scenes in these movies? Like, why is it called that? There's definitely, like, love scenes, you know, where they connect their tails together. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that <laughs> happens in that movie? That where their tails connect? And that's their sex? Yeah, and then they touch each other. Mm-hmm. What is the appeal of these movies? I really listen. Don't... It takes you to another world. You escape. You get to eat popcorn. It's that's good not the place. Is that the world you want to be in, though? With those blue people touching tails. Honestly, I was swimming this weekend. <laughs> I just say, I, I would like, like to be a sea person in the Avatar. I thought they are they. They sea get people? like really big. Yeah, they're called the sea people, and they live in the sea. But they live the on the plot of the too. first one? Listen, well, this isn't an Avatar podcast, so we got to move it on. <laughs> like, I, I saw the first one, and I don't guess I just didn't land on them being yeah. so water-based. They're not. They're, those are the forest people. Oh, okay. So this is just a different, different thing. Different tribe. The okay, but they're still mm -hmm. blue. Yes, they're just a different shade of blue. And they swim. Now, allow me to ask one more question. What? Why is everyone on that planet blue? Like, why aren't they just not blue? Well, like, how we have different colors of people, they do too. But we don't have blue people here. Yeah, but we have all different colors. But what is the appeal of them being blue? Like, why can't it's they just, just be normal different. humans? Can you just let it be? <laughs> They're pretty human. I, I don't know. They They're like little some... cat people. They could like, put they some better wigs like on them. That one picture I showed you with that black man mm. where they just plopped some fun. He looked like um homeboy from the first season of this show. What was home Ho Skipper? <sighs> I can't. And I'd love Skip. for him to join the Avatar universe. No, we're good. I hope he would get drowned by the sea people. Um, anywho. But to get into a little bit yeah. of the Sex in the City cinematic universe, one two things I wanted to talk about. Enid Frick is back. Are you excited to see her again? Do you even know who Enid is? Candy Bergen? Oh! She's joining us in season two. She's been seen popping back up. Doing what? Terrorizing Carrie. Giving Carrie a job. Carrie. <laughs> Giving Carrie Hopefully a job. terrorizing Carrie, telling her she ain't shit. 
Um, although I guess they kind of became friends towards the end of the show when she introduced they her did. to, to uh, Sean Wallace, Sean, or whatever his name is. Inconceivable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm so I'm very excited to see her, I should say, because I love Candy Bergen. I'll be seated for book club two. Are you excited for 80 for Brady? I don't think I could take 80 for Brady on. That <laughs> looks like, it just looks like madness. I feel like they they kind of fucked up. They, by, they put it by, out too By late. putting it on Brady? He's in a tough place right it's now. It's almost like culture. if it was like 30 for Will Smith. It's like, you no, know, we've moved on as a culture. Like we've we, moved on. I wish it was like 80 for Giselle. I wish it was 80 for, I literally can't name another sports player. 80 for... I was I was going to say that guy who dated Kim K. What was it? Pete... Reggie Bush? No, Pete. Pete Davidson. I was like, does he play sports? <laughs> no, Reggie Bush plays sports. Or he did. He played for the for the um, Lions. Oh, well, it could be 80 for um, Gabriel Union's husband. 80 for Wadey. <laughs> 80 for Wadey. Honestly, he... it should be he also retired. I believe 80 for Steph Curry. We're done. We're done. We These gotta are just get like it. the husbands of women I follow on Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but then the thing we've not landed on and discussed, mm-hmm. and I feel that culturally we're not even discussing enough. Mr. Danza is joining us in and just like that. Tony Danza himself. I have a one-sided feud with Tony Danza. Well, it's definitely one-sided, as he is never... never well, when once. he does see you in this Zoom, he will feel that you all are feuding, because he had to look at you. Uh, you know what? Normally, I would take deep offense to how you're treating me right now, but honestly, you're not wrong. It's I deserve how you it. presented yourself. It's how you I came this. to this, so... Well, what, why do you dislike Tony Danza, America's I'm, sweetheart? I just feel like, as a child, I just feel like I was, like, waterboarded with Tony Danza. <laughs> Did your parents, like, were they big who's No, the like, fans? I just remember, like, he was everywhere. He was in, like, movies and shows, and, like, I just felt like I couldn't escape him, and I didn't think he was funny. It's kind of how I feel about George Lopez. I like, think enough. Many, I think many people would argue Tony Danza has not had the career he deserves. Deserves? He's an icon of Is musical he? theater, of the stage, the screen. I love Tony Danza. Oh, now see, now that I'm getting my eyes on him, I thought he was someone different. Yeah, I don't think, and when you were saying he was always around, <laughs> I think he was on one show. Yeah. Who are you thinking about? You know what? I can't even tell you. I you thought we were talking what about show someone he was else. On? No. You mean Carlton from The Fresh Prince? Like, I'm looking at this man, and I'm like, wow, what a kind face. Whoever could you be referring to? I don't know, but I just, maybe George Lopez. What do you have against George Lopez? I don't Another think he's funny, and he's everywhere. He's not anywhere. I've he never seen him. He literally has a show, again. Yeah, called Lopez for Lopez. Or something. Oh, are you thinking of, I think I know who you're thinking of, and not Tony Danza, the Santa Claus. He was fucking everywhere. Yeah, you mean Tim Allen? He's from Michigan. I gotta... Oh, you gotta give him a little something, something. Mm-hmm, but he is a raging Republican, so and for he, that I gotta say. And he is truly everywhere. Chris, we've been talking for 13 minutes about Tony Danza and Avatar. <laughs> and my looks. Apologies. People say that. Have you ever seen chat. someone come back from vacation looking not refreshed? <laughs> I've never seen someone look like the way you look at all. I look like swollen. And I don't mean to be rude, but it's just shocking that you knew this. Was I know. Rude. This is a, you knew this was a visual medium. Do you want to turn I your know. camera off? Honestly, I might. It's tough, you guys. Ugh. <sighs> but heard that once it out there. So 
what hard at wants, hard at gets. Let it be a learning lesson to mm-hmm. you. Absolutely. To you as well. <sighs> yeah, I, I've presented myself here quite shockingly several times. Did but you it get was a bo- haircut? Yeah. It looks Not really nice. for this podcast, I should say. No, I know, but I think it looks nice. But I just mean, ever since we've become a visual medium, I've tried to get up some get up and go. <laughs> I don't have an ounce of concealer. We are not, not even browse. recording, not to you know beat the dead horse that is you, but this isn't eleven a.m. as we usually record. It's four. In Honestly, the I look better in the morning. Yeah. Like at night, I am looking ragged. I do have the same quality where I wilt like a flower. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the day, as the so, sun goes, I have sundowners. Yeah, I'm my looks. I wake up fresh faced and beautiful, and by like twelve oh one, it's what mm-hmm. happened to him. It's, I turn into a pumpkin. Yeah, well, your head is definitely giving pumpkin. It's <laughs> I'm definitely very, giving pumpkin head. Very Cinderella right now. Mm-hmm. What will you be turning into later? I don't know that it might be better than that messy bun you just <laughs> scrunchy. Never. I mean, are you giving an allusion to burger and Carrie? Is that always be referencing? I've lately been into scrunchies. Someone yeah. who's seen how you present yourself IRL, I don't know that a scrunchie phase is the... In fact, I think you were wearing a scrunchie when I first saw you. No, you had a giant-ass hair clip in. Oh, yeah, I was rocking a hair clip. It was the biggest hair clip I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, um... You Guys, know. what are we here to discuss? I don't know. We're here to sus- discuss Sex in the City. Season 4, Episode 10, Bells of the Balls. Let's Bells start with a balls. little episode synopsis. Yeah. Carrie's worlds collide. Miranda deals with Sweeves' dwindling manhood. Sweeves? Sweeves. I think I went into my Steve accent and then didn't commit. Yeah, Sweeves. <laughs> Samantha meets Mr. Wright and Charlotte tugs Trey's balls. They all are tugging. We're going to get into that. I have a friend whose husband has one ball. Well, I did a lot of Googling today. I'll just tell it before it was a precursor to what we'll be discussing. I had a long conversation with her husband at the table, at the dinner table. And I was like, you're Steve Brady. That is. I hope he slapped you, and that's why you look the way you look now. Mm, no, he was giggling. Because he also just, got offered the implant. Because that is just rude to say to someone. You're like Steve Brady. I would murder someone. He also doesn't know who that is. Men are so disgusting. Oh, shout out <laughs> to our straight listener. <gasps> yes, before we get into me. the episode, 15, 16 minutes in. 26. <laughs> like, <laughs> on this mic for quite a while. Saying nothing. Nothing. Um, I don't have a name and my phone is across the room, so I don't mm. have a name on him. But I got the sweetest DM from the first straight male listener we've, we've ever had who wasn't paid to put up with us. Or my father. I don't think he doesn't really listen anymore. Yeah, he sure does. Oh, well, he doesn't count. He's familial obligations. He's a daddy to many of us. Continue. So... He, you know, just reached out and said he loves the pod. He considers himself a shorty. He was writing in to say that women are getting bolder and asking about dick size now, which I love for you ladies. Mm -hmm. And it's just, this is the one space where I'm happy to know a a straight man is um, visiting. 
Mm-hmm. Like, there aren't many spaces where I'm like, oh, yeah, let's get some straight men in here. But I'm happy to have one or two in the mix. I am, too, as long well, as they're like not... Like a resource. But yeah, don't like... get too comfortable. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want them to become like a Jerry O'Connell. But I guess we don't have any platform by which he could become annoying. In our reviews, I... he could be. Well, sir, please be kind. Please, five stars. In our reviews and in our DMs. Yeah. In our Where hearts. were we? We got to talk about Sex and City, bitch. So, okay. How did you feel about this episode overall? It gave me a giggle. Ah, there was some comedy. There was a lot of ball talk. Um, I mean, it, it it's what it's exactly what I expected. And we got Richard Wright. We got. I mean, finally. Finally. It has happened to me. Um. <laughs> This episode falls within a long legacy of my least favorite episodes of television, which is when a show about women decides we're going to talk about men. Girls did it way too much, way too many Adam-specific episodes of Girls. Grays, whenever the men were like, we're going to the woods this week. Want to watch us fish? I'm like, no. that, yeah. Uh, uh, Gilmore even would it would get in there a little bit where it's like why am I watching Luke and Christopher fight yeah it got a little too male heavy at some point and then with these bursts of masculinity and these shows that are really about women nobody needs it I know and and I just felt like okay I don't know that this episode is clever enough about the differences between men and women which LOLs in 2023, why are we living with those binaries? Although, you know, I've got some feelings about. Although, you know, some of those feelings need to stay to, to me if I don't want to. Yeah, not everything needs to be a hot on the mic. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, let's keep that to myself. And like, you all can wonder what I was going to say. Yeah, problematic. right. Get, throw um your thoughts in the DM. I'm just going to leave a little pause here and just imagine me saying the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was thinking. Kidding. Mm-hmm. So I I just, you know, this is not an episode that I was ever going to be really into, and we'll get into why. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's hear the monologue, and then I want to hear something else that brings me great joy. I spent the afternoon thinking about my friends. Body image depression, unpredictable mood swings, late night phone calls obsessing about a relationship. Did I mention these are my male friends? So... Maybe men and women aren't from different planets, as pop culture would have us believe. Maybe we live a lot closer to each other, perhaps, dare I even say it, in the same zip code. In view of current circumstances, I couldn't help but wonder, are men just women with balls? Mm. Do you agree? No. Is that transphobic? Are... Are men just women with balls? It's just kind of like, I don't know. With this, the, with the episode, Listen, the, the finale of season three, it's like, what? It's, I don't know. I don't think, I think it was just an oversight. I don't think it was obviously. Yeah, I don't know that this show was even thinking about they They were not on the pulse. To be transphobic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you think that, I guess ultimately the, epi- the episode is trying to say that they're that there are big differences between men and women, but maybe in the small details, we're all kind of mm. the same. But I don't know. I don't really ascribe to I that. I don't disagree with that. There are essential differences, though, between men and women. At least I, I will say there's... in my relationships, like I have relationships with men 
friendships mm-hmm. and then and I should say I'm talking about friendships not dating but even in my friendships with men and my friendships with women there I've always said like these are so drastically different what I need to bring to them is so different mm-hmm. what is required of me is very different yeah I think men and women are actually a lot similar in the bigger ways but very different in like the little ways if that makes sense because you like she's saying men and women are different in the big senses but similarly we're very alike is that what she's saying i don't even know that that's what she says i don't understand what carrie's talking about we this never know what carrie's talking about this fucking model. sometimes it's like looking at like just an, a like like a fucking rubik's cube dealing yeah with mm-hmm. exactly so maybe i don't i feel like a lot of this episode is to me just gonna go huh what why yeah. are we, what is this yeah but one thing I did really love is the opening scene to this episode. Mm. And if we didn't polish off Kim Cattrall and Emmy right then and there, and of course we never did, sadly, she had a Golden How Globe. How the fuck did she not get an Emmy? She got a Golden Globe and a SAG Award. Well, they all won a SAG Award as an ensemble, but I just think never it's crazy. Was... Only Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon won Emmys for the last season. Kim Control should have at least four Emmys. I think they were busy giving them to um The Sopranos? No, well, this is a drama. I mean, this is a comedy, and the oh. Sopranos would be categorized as a drama. I don't I don't right. know that Edie Falco was in the same category. Same category as Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, no, it was the grandma from Everybody Loves Raymond. I really think she was sweet. Oh, they loved her. She Doris Robinson. What a queen and icon and a legend. So May she rest. And I would have loved to see her take on Samantha and Kim Cattrall's take on Grandma Raymond, whatever her name was on that show. Grandma Raymond. <laughs> I don't think that was her name. Uh, yeah. Um, but let's hear that opening scene because, oh, Kim Cattrall. I only have one ball left. I don't care who wins. It's me and you after this, but. Great. It all comes down to just one little ball. Want your beer? Hey, oh, oh. <laughs> Samantha? <laughs> One ball. One ball. I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. Was he upset? Embarrassed, I think. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. He's still got one. Well, Miranda, they come in a set, like earrings. Oh, he's doing great. If it were me, I'd be sitting at home all depressed. Explain that to me. Tell me why you'd be depressed if you were perfectly healthy but had to go through life without balls. I just really love the, I've only got one ball left. One ball. Yeah. And then when she's going into the, ooh, lick them, pull them. Suck them. She's just so funny. And I have to admit, I kind of like Aiden within the context of this scene as this kind of dopey outsider who's like interested in Samantha Mm -hmm. and Carrie's like, please stop. Yeah, like you're embarrassing us. Like, my This is not how we talk when he's here, when men are in. We're not in like, we're not in, we're in polite company. Yeah. Samantha Chill. Steve is not. I know, but I just really, I don't know, there was something about his interest in Samantha, and it made me want to see a show in which maybe Samantha and Aiden were together, because I think her hatred of him would be funny. Whereas, and he also, I think, finds her, like, amusing. Yeah, whereas her, and she would be really tired of him, she hates that house in Suffern, whereas Carrie's hatred of him feels tragic. I think we can mine some real laughs of mm-hmm. Samantha dating her polar opposite. 
Mm-hmm. It's a know, great I, scene. And Smith is just, again, a comic, which is shocking because we did get a review before, like last week that asked us if Aiden killed our dog and why do we hate him so much? And I got to say, justice for Pete. Where's Pete? He killed his own dog. Pete is dead. Pete is dead in a ditch. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love this scene. I think Samantha's so funny. And what's funny is, like, you can relate to it. Like, you've had a moment with a friend. Maybe you were that friend that, like, kept just, like, was socially unaware of, like, the, what's going on. Well, I think for Samantha, she's just like, what is wrong with talking about licking them and pulling, pulling them? them? Like, sorry you got one left, buddy. Not my problem. Yeah. So that and I we'll... see. She's not wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I just love it. And I think she looks amazing in that scene. <gasps> in the blue? Yeah. She looks great in blue. You know, people are getting their colors done and now. That's a thing. It came back. What? We'll talk about it offline. <laughs> no, explain what you mean. Do you mean just people are wearing color again? No, 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 no. So back in like the 80s, I could get this wrong. People, please don't yell at me. So it's going to be like and when 90s. you tried to claim water was created in 2000. <laughs> no, but I so stand by that. Um, is people are getting their colors done, which means like you go to someone or you hopefully you go to someone not do it online but online they do have this website called Colorwise. i did it last week and, and i you, hope they said the color was black actually that's that's the thing about matching your color is not everybody looks good in black but so you match your colors and some people are like an autumn color palette and you should avoid neon colors and like this is just about is, what you should wear like yes. what color so, looks best? Why do you yeah, need help like, in that area? Why can't you people? Have you using... met me? Not everybody like has like the creativity or like the understanding of like what actually looks good on them. Like that me, is definitely for true. I mean, I don't look good in bright colors, and I always want to be a girl in bright colors. But my color wise told me, nah, nah, no, 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 no. You're no. neutrals. I'm a neutral, autumny, baby sage green kind of girl. I see you in a neon. Never. I'll well we have don't say never I did wear hot pink the other day and I looked good I got a lot of compliments well you know people can really like to throw those around I did not see that photo and don't send it to me I won't because you know fearless feedback has never been my problem and that's as we know the first 12 minutes is you just telling me and we might need to cut that (laughs) no we can keep it in well, and also all drive people people go to the tapes go to the tapes (laughs) if you think I'm being mean Go to the tapes. Yeah, guys, he says it seriously with so much love. Like, and I'm not, my feelings are not hurt. With deep love, I tell you, you look like shit. Thank you. Let's get into Charlotte. Yeah, please. So, Charlotte and Trey, they've been trying for three months. And I guess sometimes with this show in time just makes zero sense to me. They started trying about three episodes ago, but in some ways that feels like it was a week ago in the show. I know. Three months ago. How long has Carrie been going to suffering? If the like, you just can never really orient yourself in terms of time. Time is a f- and first and thing. foremost, I was reading this great article that Sex in the City is a summer show, mm-hmm. like that it it aired in the summer. It was typically filmed in the summer, mm. and um, and so there actually aren't even three months they could have been trying because we're still within the same season. I also feel like that's a lie. 
Um, no, it typically is. It's always summertime in Sex it's and the like City. It's like spring, early, summer. It's, but then it's like the early fall. But then, and that's why the show is the ending of this season is so, um, and the they're comments. starting to talk about the idea the of seasons changing in the fall. But then when season five starts, it's the summer again. Yeah. And then right. season six is the first time that they go into winter. Mm-hmm. You're right. So it's a summer show. So I don't know what Trey's talking about. We've been trying for three months. <sighs> again, this show, you just never know. And then Charlotte over Chinese, which how classy of them to take their Chinese food out of something and put it on China. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I do that. On China? I don't put it on China. <laughs> okay, I put I it on like, Pottery Barn plates. Yeah, I was like, bitch, you don't have any China. I don't have China, but I got a, p- a nice plates. Yeah, no. I, I mean, yes, you should put it on plates, but not China. True. Um, True. So let's hear his reaction to Charlotte suggesting that they get that um, his guys checked out. <laughs> to finish on time. Good, honey, good. You know, sometimes they just need to hear it from a man. A little more mooshu, my mooshu. So I saw my doctor today, and I told her how frustrated we were that we weren't pregnant yet. Mm-hmm. One time? And she said that the easiest thing to do would be to test your sperm. Charlotte, I'm eating. Is it too much to ask to have my mooshu without a side of sperm? Why are you getting so mad? We're just talking. Hell's bells. It's only been three months. And why would you just leap to the conclusion that the problem is me? I'm not leaping to anything. It's, it's just easier to test the man first, less invasive. I'm sure your sperm is fine. No, it's, it's better than fine. It's fantastic. Well, this little subject matter has put me right off my dinner. Excuse me. Trey. Honey. Not now. And I gotta say, I love Trey. Moo, more mooshu for Moo, my mooshu. He's so, such a goob. He's <laughs> such a fucking goober, Magoo. Yeah. I love him so much. But one thing I wanted to chat about is when she's, I think they're at brunch, maybe, or either brunch or the dinner scene. And mm-hmm. she says when she asked Trey about it, his reaction was so odd. It was just like a different Trey I've never seen. Is it? Because do we not remember him sweaty and hot on the... I mean, Trey's got some fight Trey's, in him. Trey's also like, he's been through it. Like, he Has couldn't he? get it. Well, he couldn't get it up. Is this episode where we're standing men? Because I feel like I've got some thoughts <laughs> later that are going to shock. Oh, no. I hate to tell it to you oh, guys, but get God. ready. Okay. We'll get to it. Oh. So, wait, you were saying you're Team Trey here? He's been through it? I just think, like, he's been through it. It's a sensitive subject. I Like, he couldn't get his dick hard. He couldn't pull it into the harbor. He had to name his dick Schooner in a therapy session. Like, the man is just fucking tired of talking about his dick. He's talking. He's sick of it. He wants to get it wet. He doesn't want to talk about it. (gasps) Ew! It's true. It is true. He's sick Um, of talking. But I do believe she almost says it like, oh, we're going to get your sperm tested. She doesn't really bring it up as a conversation piece. No. She's just like, I scheduled this appointment. And that could be partially because he's a doctor and she is like, well, he understands medicine. I'd love to drop down into what type of Dr. Trey is. We never figure it out. That's such a thing of the early 2000s. Just like, he's a doctor. Yeah. We never uh, figure out what he does. I would not let Trey do surgery on me, but I, he could be I like my- I just found it out. He could be my, so it is in fact canon to the show. Is he a heart Maybe surgeon? Maybe not. He's a cardiologist. I 
a cardiologist or a cardiac? What is a cardiologist? Is that um, a well, not a heart doctor? It's a heart surgeon. He's oh, I heart- thought that was a cardiothoracic surgeon. But I also, well, that's Grace Anatomy talking. <laughs> well, no, I just mean that's what they call Christina Yang. I know. I don't know. Surgeon. That's what maybe Google it's because says. she also does lungs, and that would be your thorax. Guys, I don't even know if that's what that yeah, means. What that's the a, fuck are you talking that's about? That's a literal book, in my opinion, by yeah, Dr. Yeah, you, Seuss. like, tapped into, like, your <laughs> I was son. like, you know, your thorax, your yeah. lorax is right here. <laughs> what are you talking about? And that could be right, but it doesn't feel I right. was like, well, absolutely. The heart is um connected to your lungs, and once you get in there, that's really your thorax, you know? Yeah. I know, yeah. Professionally I mean, speaking. I... I know my bachelor's nothing. of fine arts. I know nothing about this. But um, apparently he's a cardiologist. I kind of have a problem with that because he also doesn't seem to be working that much. Well, he's always saying he's always at like lunch with Charlotte and Bunny. And then it's like, I got to get back to the hospital. Yeah. I'm like, I don't see this on Grey's. I see them panicked and sweaty and running through the streets. God, what would I give to see Trey on Grey's Anatomy? Who do you think he would in, like? In the heyday, not now. Um, I would have liked to seen him pal around with Lily uh, Callie, like as his Mm. friend in the hospital. And then his love interest could have been no one. Addison? Ooh, good one. Yeah, I'd like to see that. That'd be hot. She's coming back. Maybe he'll stop on by. Good for her. I love to go down with that sinking ship. Private practice was a bonker show. I loved loved every episode. I loved when that woman got her baby cut out of her. That was really judging Amy. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) should we talk about that for ten minutes? No, that's why I'm. That's what I'm scared of. Someone also just sent me. Someone's got to steer this ship. Someone sent me a long message today about Christopher, the actor who plays Christopher Hayden, and all his problematic tweets. And I was like, guys, I I'm aware he's trash. I Wait, just we love, love Christopher Hayden. Absolutely. Gotta separate the man from the art. In, well, I don't know if I do that all the time. I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, so let's not. I've I've shelved Ignition Remix. <laughs> About time. Oh. <laughs> Took you a little long on that one. Oh. This podcast, this, today is cursed. It's cursed. Anyway. So ultimately... He decides he'll go, but he needs a little help. And I actually thought this final scene between them was really sweet. Um, I I like the truth of the moment where he says, like, oh, you thought I wouldn't be able to do this. Mm -hmm. But then how playful she is with him and understanding of his ego and saying, like, oh, you big, strong doctors. And I guess maybe if you are a doctor, the idea of being a doctor turns you on. But if Especially if you're a surgeon. Yeah, but like I couldn't imagine. Think of our jobs if someone was like, You hot big fundraiser. You <laughs> You hot big content manager. Yeah, like ooh. I'd let be me, like, calm yourself. Let me tug on your balls, you nonprofit man. It's like <laughs> this is disgusting. Have you ever said what your job is on this podcast? I think so. Oh, okay. All right. That's enough of Charlotte and Trey. Yeah. Let's, let's get, get into, into... Samantha, do you want to start Sammy this Joe. one and the introduction of the once and future king? <sighs> yeah. It the time has come. We we're here. Are, he's we're here. here. He's, and he's perfect. And he's perfect. I am thrilled to see Richard Wright. 
Now, I know he's not everyone's favorite. I know he's a slimy, wet dog of a man, but I love him. And I, I'm i happy that we're, I'm happy we're in this era. We are in like such a good like groove right now. After suffering through sex in the country last week, to see a man arrive on mm. camera finally. Yeah. And so I also really loved the way we meet him, which is the introduction of this guy, Alan, who she has no memory of. And he's like, yeah. we fucked. And she's like, yeah, how the hell are you? Yeah. And then by the end of it, doesn't know his name again. She plays it off perfectly. Um, so she gets a meeting with Richard, who mm-hmm. we're introduced to as a hotel magnet. Now, sadly, I couldn't help but wonder, given the man who has made a former appearance on this show and who's mentioned in the first episode as analogous to Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. Now we got a hotel magnet. It's like, there's too much Trump in this Magnets. Show. Oh. Too many magnets. Too many. It's just, and is that even the word? Hotel no, magnet? I don't know. It sounds so stupid. <laughs> Look, that can't be that phrase. If you it? said that today, you would be laughed at. If you ever <laughs> who said, are you? Like, I'm a hotel magnet. I guess we let people run around calling themselves like venture capitalists. That sounds better than this. Okay. I think it's Hotel Magnet, but it's spelled M-A-G-N-A-T-E. And I don't know if it's said differently. Magnet? It also says it's an arcade game. Is this even a phrase? Or is it something you and I just think is a phrase? You know that. What do you mean? They said it on the show. Did they? I don't know. You called Big a maven recently, like he ran a Mary Kay salesman. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real maven of his business. Magnate. (laughs) Is it pronounced magnate or magnet? We don't know. And don't don't write in. Don't correct us. So I was thinking of Trump, sadly, when, but Samantha wants his job. And I do appreciate that ultimately from the moment they meet there's this real spark of interest between them when he says you're it's all fluff and she says well what do you do in this hotel nuclear fission like there's a real push and pull between them it's almost like samantha's version of a big oh i was gonna say it's like the first time she's met herself yeah like a challenge like Like she is big right we had that one guy who was proposed as the kind of female Samantha who wanted her to get the HIV test, but they never we never really see this idea that he's like as powerful like a, as he, exactly. Yeah, like he's he has might sexual be sexual, energy. but he's not powerful. He's yeah. not powerful in the boardroom and the bedroom, like Mm-mm. Samantha Jones. And Samantha's powerful in both. Yeah. But one problem I had with the storyline in terms of how it's written is is that they clearly want it to you to think as a fan that his problem with her as a fan as a viewer I don't think they care if you're a fan that he is not hiring her because she's emotional mm-hmm. because he says oh I think he outright says that in a way in their first meeting and then we have the long scene. Mm-hmm which I want to circle back to, but ultimately it's about her sex life. So what he should have said in that first meeting was, I need to hire someone more discreet because that's coded language that is at least closer to the reality of where we ultimately land, that he's just like, you slept with my architect and I don't want to hire someone who mixes business and pleasure. Mm -hmm. Now, 
shocking that in i believe about two episodes she will be giving him a head in that very office that is glass enclosed she sure does so it's like sir shut the fuck up exactly like exactly and i think samantha would maybe do the same thing and then they would well, she did. a few weeks exactly the worldwide express guy as we know yeah but what did you, I wanted to chat briefly about the scene where the women talk about their professional lives and crying at work. It just felt like a very rare scene for Sex and the City where it's not about, like, they don't really mention a love interest at all. It's all four of them talking about their careers mm-hmm. in a way and the and how their femininity intersects with it. And I think we chatted about this almost at the beginning of In Just Like That, where I had read that interview with Michael Patrick King, where he claimed Sex and the City was a show about work. And I was like, is it? Right. And you felt very strongly it is. And I do suppose we (laughs) see her constantly doing her job. I think it definitely becomes more that way. Like, it becomes more not just about sex and relationships, but more about, like, the way women have relationships with work and not working when? in each other. You mean, you mean that mean? the cumulative like you mean the cumulative like four episodes about that out of the ninety two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? We've watched a hundred episodes <laughs> of the show, it feels like, and this is the first scene where the women have talked about having jobs. They talk about it with Charlotte. That was one Carrie's always got a deadline four that she's going to the Hamptons for. Yeah. I don't know. I liked the scene, but at the same time, I was like, well, if we're going to do this, let's do it more often. Because mm-hmm. I liked it. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. I did Although too. Charlotte was driving me crazy, which with it, it is just so accurate. That one friend who gets on a hamster wheel and is like, we haven't replied to you for a reason. Yeah. When she's like, oh, Charlotte, don't don't cry. Yeah. It's like, we got it, girl. Thank you. We heard you. Like. We heard you. We we're heard just... you and we ignored you. Exactly. Yeah. I've been that person. I know that's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> Your top knot's currently being cut off by the camera. Do you want to step a little back a bit so we can see it? Sorry. So she returns to big, not Biggs, Richard Wright's place. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately gives her the job, noting like, oh, she's got big balls or some shit. Like, mm-hmm. And I kind of... Want- talk too much and i kind of you know remember this as an iconic moment where we see samantha break down in the elevator just as the door closes but i don't know it just didn't feel right to me it felt why is she crying i don't know it just it seemed like more like oh we want to give kim cattrall something dramatic to do rather than earning that meeting didn't seem like enough for it to be the first time Samantha Jones has cried in response to having to deal with a man, mostly because what he's saying can't be the first time she's heard this. We watched this woman basically get kicked out of polite society and almost lose her business to only to be saved by Leonardo DiCaprio in a trash truck. <laughs> that didn't make her cry, but this, him like, yeah, you slept with my architect, get out of here. I think, you know, there's always just those times that we talk about with Sammy Joe's, Sammy Jones, sorry. <laughs> Sammy Jones. Um, Carrie did they, call her that last they, episode. I guess they she always, really fucked through it as a nickname. They always um, like to make her, like, bring her down a notch. Like, she can never just be a bad bitch who she is, confident in that. They always, The show always has to kind of make it a little sad for her. 
And it, bug- it bugs me. And I guess that's the nature of the show, right? I think uh, Michael mm-hmm. Patrick King would call that, like, I mean, that is, he's talked about the setup of the show is mm-hmm. give them something and then give them the pie in their face. But sometimes mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel satisfying to mm-hmm. watch. And particularly, I'd say around the character of Samantha, she just, she doesn't seem like someone who would fumble professionally in that way. Right. I'd rather see Carrie fumble professionally. And, and- she does. Left and right. Uh, well, not really until the second movie when she gets that bad review and decides to make really? out with Aiden. I feel like remember. She's I mean, I would that, argue like, she just stumbles rut. upward. <laughs> that's true. She's like, oh, oh yes. I mean, there's that one episode where she has writer's block, but I would say that's more inward. Yeah. The, more often than not, the world is validating what we have said is piss poor writing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> And then Charlotte just quits her job. And Miranda, I guess we do see Miranda succeed at work and then occasionally stumble. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when she's pregnant and they're like, he'll look at her, she's falling asleep. Yeah, or when she got braces and she yelled at everybody. Well, that's Rambo's. That was just embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) That was on her. That was her being on one. Yeah. As always. What did you think of this as an introduction to Richard Wright and their relationship? Like, if you... Imagine yourself watching this for a first time. Would he seem like someone who was going to come back and we'd see again? Yeah. Mostly because they don't sleep together. If they had, there's a world in which it just kind of felt like, okay, well, he's a boyfriend of the week. But there's an established tension there all the time. And I feel, too, like they established that he's, they're going to be working together a lot because he's got a lot of big things coming up he's like you talk about work on this show like we see are we watching a different show (laughs) but you're saying this like they've got a lot of projects coming up what projects (laughs) do we see what are you talking about that one party she throws i just feel like he's just a guy that has a lot going on (laughs) he does but you said it like we see all those things we don't but i feel that way you feel them you mm-hmm. may have not seen them, but you feel them. May have not seen them, may have not heard them, but I feel it. All right, let's get into Miranda and um, her child that she's fucking, Steve. <laughs> Do you disagree? What do you mean? I, I had just forgotten that so much of the basis of their relationship is her behaving like his mother. Yes. Like, it is it's so bad it's so bad and you know what's the worst is like this is not an uncommon dynamic so many men fucking act like that and they act like little babies and they just want to be mothered but don't you think the problem with the show though is is that it's presenting it as if it is romantic as it's luck exactly and it's not i think now this hopefully wouldn't happen in a show like this but what is the equivalent show to Sex in the City? I mean, I guess I'm just like There that. isn't their flops. Emily in Paris? <laughs> Definitely not Emily in Paris. I don't know. I just, like, you're right. Their entire relationship is just him being... Literally not knowing always what's having going a on. Fucking problem. He doesn't know which way is up, which way is down. He doesn't know what? how to wipe his own ass, as oh. we saw. He, she needs someone like Richard Wright or something. Like she needs someone. She needs an Aiden. She either needs someone soft who has their shit together, or someone hard like Richard Wright, who's like very like just ready to fuck. Yeah, but right now she's in this middle area of just nonsense. Uh, nonsense. So she's really working. And one thing I will say is I appreciate how she's trying to make him feel better. She's created this. No, why wasn't Charlotte invited to go bowling? Were they bowling? 
You think Charlotte's gonna bowl? Wait, what were they, they were playing, playing pool? They were pool. playing pool. I was like, no, they weren't bowling. Charlotte's not gonna be there. That's not a Charlotte scene. But Charlotte to me seems like the person who would be the nicest to Steve. Right, but I don't think Charlotte wants to go to a pool hall. That's true. She's the one. She probably got that group. Are they a scout? No, Scout is not that nice. I thought Scout looked nicer. Oh, uh, no, Scout. I didn't see Shayna. Oh, Steve needs to go talk to Shayna. She would have fucked him into the new year and made him feel all Stay. better. Shayna would have oh, been yeah. like, let's cut the storyline. Honestly, Just come Brady back here seems and fuck like me up against that... the wall. Yeah. So they're walking down the street, and this man literally, first of all, the most disgusting shot we've seen on this show since his skid marks. <laughs> Just the back of a dog's ass. <laughs> and he literally says, look at that dog's nuts. Sir? I... Sir? Sir. Are you okay? No. The answer is no. How Miranda fucks him... Hold on, we'll get to that because I have something very specific to say about that. Okay, it's sick. She says, he says, I want you to come and look at this prosthetic like ball with me. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about two things. First of all, Miranda says, nice arms, great eyes, big dick. And she really hits dick really hard. When Mm -hmm. like go back and listen to it, it's like dick. It's like Yeah, it's it's heavy. Um, or would you say those are the three things women are looking for? Nice arms, great eyes, big dick. Does, does yeah. that hit it? Yeah. Not hands. I was looking. Ooh, I'm hands. a big hand girl. Yeah. Like yeah. I would take arms out for hands. I would take eyes out for hands. So you want arms and hands? I want limbs. <laughs> Just limbs, on, limbs on limbs. <laughs> Move them around. You want some gams too? <laughs> oh, I love a good calf. <laughs> You're wild. I do. I think I my really, yeah. I'm... I would probably take out nice arms, great eyes. Well, I think we can leave big deck. Yeah, we need that. But not but too big. I think hands. So appropriately sized deck. Mm-hmm. Hands. hands. What is the third thing you and I could agree on? I like hair. Hair is important. Oh, hair is important. Hair is important to me. So, no shade have, to the bald shorties. Does Steve? No, because I would view bald as like a part of your hair. Like, even though you don't have it, I would still say if a bald man can pull off being bald Mm -hmm. and it looks hot, I would still consider that, like, oh, he has a good haircut. Like, just whatever you're doing atop your head is important. It's got to be good. So, Like, if you're bald, it's got to be good. Like, if you're going to be bald, I want you fully bald. Like, I'm not dealing with that George Costanza shit, whatever that's What do you have? Oh, well, I would say I have a short cropped haircut. Like, there okay. is still hair on top. I'm talking, yeah. like, literally bald. Like, those little brothers. Like, stuff. People that yeah. bick their heads. I love that you went for actually how it's shaved. And I went for the Oppenheim brothers. <laughs> so, just two roads diverged. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, those noted sexy bald podcast, men. If that's not this like podcast. Brothers. Um, so, we figured wow. it out. Hair hands appropriately sized deck yeah then the other thing i wanted to note and maybe your friend with one ball can tell me this wouldn't when performing the procedure that removes the ball wouldn't they just take away some of the skin so there wasn't as much like so there wasn't as much room for a second one do you know what i mean (sighs) 
Yeah. Like, I can kind of see why Steve would feel, first of all, I'm I don't really look down there that one... often. I'm not even sure if I have two. I just checked. They're good. Okay. I think, so, it's a sack. Uh-huh. And I think the one maybe migrates into the middle. Okay, but then couldn't they just graft the skin so it's just around I think that it? that's a little too intensive. I think that's what I would want. So you would just want one singular sack? Yeah, it just seems like, well, then, like... But then what, what about the other, like... It's gone, juices. isn't it? Juices. What juices? Is there sperm? Is that where it lives? In but there? I don't know. This is not an anatomy podcast. <laughs> this is not shorts anatomy. No. So I don't know. I mean, would you want to get an implant? No, because I don't think to Miranda's point, literally anyone cares about. Bo- and I guess literally the is... no one cares. And my friend's husband said that he actually enjoys it better because it's like less to worry about. What? Is he, he worried said there's, about like, more room down there? <laughs> what? Like Am I not worried enough them. about my two? Like he's like he doesn't have to rearrange them. He says. Does he? Did he have low balls before? I didn't ask. Well, report back. Is he a listener? I will. I'll text her. Um, because yeah, I guess I just to say it's less to manage. I'm like I don't mm-hmm. know that I'm managing mine. Mm-hmm. Like I think of balls as something that other people should be managing, not you. Mm. Okay, which is kind of what they were talking about: pulling and tugging and sucking and fucking. The balls. Oh, well, we're going to get to lick them, pull them. Oh, yeah, baby. Grab my big balls. That's what it is. Grab You know my what? Big I'm balls. really glad that. She's when so my, fucking funny. When my boyfriend's Bubby asked me about my podcast and she wanted to look them up, I didn't mention this one. Yeah. That was for the best. I don't know why. Chris, we Bubbies just. Bubbies get down. She does, but like also I... if she's seen okay, but here's the thing. This is not like we're on fucking Pod Save America and then veering into talking about balls. We are simply talking about the show. I don't show. think she watched Sex in the City. But right, it's not like yeah, if you have a show about Sex in the City, ball talk and the whole episode is about literally it's in the balls, title. licking balls. Like it's, what did we think we were getting on this mic? Ball mania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's hear when they go to visit the this quack doctor who I was kind of obsessed with. I'm sorry. Yeah. I dropped the ball. <laughs> now it comes in four sizes. Extra small, small, medium, and large. Well, I, I'd be a... Jeez, um... Miranda, what, what would I be? Um... Medium? Yeah, I was I was thinking large. Well, I'm really not an expert. Large then. Medium. Really? A large medium, Steve. Now to get this model, you have to enroll in a clinical trial for market clearance. Excuse me? It's not approved yet. It's still being tested for safety. No. Steve? No. I assure you it's perfectly safe. He says it's perfectly safe. That's what they said about the Ford Pinto. Think about it, Steve. You want a Pinto near your penis? I hate him. This man. Imagine looking over and asking this woman who you've trapped into coming here to do this. That you've tried dating twice and fucked And it broke up. up with her twice. Mm-hmm. Now you've dragged her to your to tell ball you consultation to basically say like, hey, are my 
Please tell me my balls are really big, Moyama. Why do you want big balls? Why? I, I can't answer that for you. Unless he's got a huge dick. There's well, no we know it's to reason. be nine inches. <laughs> there's just like no reason to have big ones. And also just like I also the think insecurities you can have medium, jumping out. I think you can also have medium balls and a big dick. Like, yeah. They're not related to one another. They're, they're not, but like you don't want like a medium sized dick and large balls. Why not? I've I've seen that combo. Unless, okay, maybe you I, can. I just think, by why choice not? is what I'm saying. Yeah, you, I definitely would just say isn't the proper thing for him to just like drop trow and then the doctor say, okay, here's the appropriate size that matches what you got. You would think, but like, this is clearly a doctor that he found on the net. Never not like his in fucking... like the back of the fucking yellow pages on Craigslist. Exactly. So then they go out again. Miranda has suffered the indignity of talking to a coworker to find a book about healing, like journeys of self healing. She's to give so to this man. Now, one thing I didn't understand, of course, we need to get to it to like them having sex, but I thought it was a little odd that she's keeping the book in her bedroom and invites him to join her there. Like that all like they I guess once you've had sex with someone and you they've slept in your home mm-hmm. for many months and that it's, lived there. Yeah. That it by you feel more comfortable just saying like, oh, come into my bedroom. Mm -hmm. I have something for you. And I don't think Miranda ever thinks of him in that way. Sexually. Until it like is in front of her. So to her, she's probably like, yeah, go in my room. Because she's like, doesn't think about him like that. And he's always standing there like a morose pup (laughs) with those fucking sad Elmo eyes, just dead eyed, but also sad. Like, who wants to fuck a uni- unibold bartender? She's I don't know what's I happened will. to my Steve accent. Now it's gone into, like, a 1940s, like, character actor. It's... That's what he deserves. And the one thing I have written here is, sadly, Steve, too many women. Hmm. Also, he's not just a bartender now. He's a business owner. Right. I hate this man. So she pity fucks him. But I have written here, because I've been deep in the odd re-listen to a Harry Potter podcast, fuck J.K. Rowling. Okay. That Brady is like Voldemort, born out of, born from sex with no love. <laughs> Wait, that's so true. Right? Like Voldemort, the, the, the author posits that the reason he's so evil is because he was born out of this wedlock. Yeah, right. Like, where <gasps> she was love potion in her, his father. Oh and my god. Brady was born out of pity over one ball. Not out of love. Not out of one ball and one fallopian tube. And resentment. Res- and hatred. And that's what and leads pity. to... <laughs> To that ride me, cowboy. Demon from hell we saw in season that fucking one of sicko. I hate him. I hope we don't see him. The Brady men are wild. Yeah, they're nuts. And I I blame the grandma. I, oh, I love her. It's true. Wait, I'm sorry. I genuinely was thinking of Miranda's mom and then flashed to that woman in the bra shop. <laughs> <laughs> I was not thinking of the character who we meet. No. <laughs> no. By Anne Mira. Well, let's get into Carrie. 
something quite triggering to me. Okay. Carrie and Aiden in their fucking tidy whities <laughs> from behind. I almost threw up when I saw it. I knew it was coming. No, I should say I knew it was coming in the sense that I knew eventually we had to see just that see shot it. of them. It I was just a jarring. It was, it was like, I truly just, I set up and went, Bleh. <laughs> you sent me a photo of it. You were so upset. I have a question. Why is Carrie wearing those? I, exactly. And whose are better? they? I think they're his. And you know they're not clean. Does she they're... tie them up? Does she tie them with a scrunchie? In the no. Front? Okay. So you're she's gotten boy underwear. Yeah. Was this a trend at that time? She looks fucking crazy. She, I she looks those bonkers. saggy butts and those tidy I, Well, I will say I thought she looked quite they chic. Like diapers. Oh no, I thought she actually looked quite chic. Well, because she was standing next to a <laughs> landfill of a person. <laughs> next to that him. That RC cola of a man. Oh my god, he's just so <laughs> sick. That sonic on the side of the road just oh he, yeah he's just awful he's like a he's like a dilapidated a and w restaurant i can't like he is just he just gets worse and worse so they're having their um i guess what they could consider like a cute bedtime ritual like brushing their teeth together mm-hmm. they wanted to give the energy of torrance and cliff from Bring It On. And yeah. it, but that was this was giving more tragedy than mm, kindness than and romance. Yeah, this was giving... And so then she says, do men really like that? And I have to say, this woman is a sex columnist, and she's unaware that men like their balls grabbed. She's also been dating him off and on for, like, years at this point. Like, doesn't she know what he likes? We can assume Carrie Bradshaw has had sex with upwards of what? 30 men yeah for sure it more than that over the course of her lifetime yeah she's not she's literally she's asking a man like oh do men like their bugs tall their bugs <laughs> their bugs told. <laughs> guys we can't record this podcast at night i'm again it is 5 16 you, and i'm devolving into madness <laughs> They're, they're men like the bugs. I'm just turning into Steve Brady myself. <laughs> Who am I to talk? I'm not well. Um. So you know, she's like, oh, do men like their, their balls tugged? Yes. And he replies, how would I know? He sounds like the fucking how elephant you, man. You, no. How t- would I know? Like, he's so fucking frustrating. And then she says, okay, she's going to grab him. Then he's hopping around like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to tug him too hard. Like, th- I think the writers thought this was really cute. And I was disgusted. I think so, too. And so then the phone rings. <laughs> and did you catch how he answers the phone? No. What does he say? Now, I don't have it written here, so I don't have it exactly. But I believe <clears throat> he says, Bradshaw, House of Pain. <gasps> Big is probably like you fucking goo. When Big doesn't say anything at first, I don't think it's because Aiden answered. I think he's simply like, "What is happening?" No, like, he's like, this "Who answers woman? the phone like that?" A idiot. So then Big finally says something, and he gives the phone to Carrie, and 
Yeah. Did you what would you have done what Carrie did, which is go in the other room and close the door? A hundred percent. I was kind of, and here we go, guys, where I'm almost on Aiden's side in every oh part of this argument. I actually think, think about it for one second. If the whole point is, is that he, you cheated on him, mm-hmm. hiding your conversation or even giving the appearance of, right? Like they don't live in a large apartment. He can hear what you're saying right. through that door. So just give, allow, if you're going to attempt to make this work, mm-hmm. showing that you want to hide things is not the way to build trust. And I understand that. But to that, I have to say, he was also in his underwear, disgusting. Yeah, but he also just like, he kind of set their relationship up that way. Like, where he doesn't want her talking to him. He's made her uncomfortable with the fact that they're friends. Like, so she's probably thinking like, oh, I guess I'll just take this in the other room because I know that it bugs you if you, like, hear us talking. Like, I don't think she was doing it because she was like, oh, I just, like, want to keep it a secret. Like, he obviously... I think it would be different if she picked up the phone and heard it was big and went to the other room. He already knows who it is. I don't That's, know. I got I got kind yeah. of what she was doing. Well, let's actually hear his reaction to the phone call and then um, hear where uh, I had to depart from Mr. Shaw. I'm sorry. So, you still want me to give him a little pull? Nah. Why'd you take the phone in there? Because I know you don't like him calling here, so... Carrie, you tell me nothing's going on, then nothing's going on. I mean, you don't gotta run in a closet. Well, I didn't run, and I went in there because I know how uncomfortable it makes you. How uncomfortable it makes me or you? Me, yes, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want you to feel threatened. You think I'm threatened by him? No, not threatened. I could take him. Who said anything about taking him? I'm just saying. It's like the time Batman and the Green Hornet got in a fight. Everybody expected Batman to win because he's got the gadgets and the cape and shit. But the Green Hornet had the moves. See, I'm the Green Hornet. I got the moves. Plus, I got Pete. And he's like Kato. Aren't you, boy? Hey, Petey! Come here, boy! That is quite, and he, mind you, he's sitting on the toilet in his tidy whities And then he gets up and is hopping around, playing with his dog like a fucking three-year-old. I... These men are so, these men on this show... These men are, are not the men of New York City that I dreamed of. No, honestly, it's starting to wonder if I feel bad for every young woman and gay man who moved to New York based off of the. Why would you watch this show and think this is some utopia? It's hell. <laughs> Literally fighting for your life in the most expensive city in the world. Yeah. And the, the slim pickings you get are Aiden Shaw and Steve Brady. And you're not even giving, like, fucked good. What did you think of his... Also, um... no one... If you're going to compare, like, superheroes... Batman and who was the Batman Green Hornet? The Green Hornet? What, I never even heard of the Green Hornet. I have. Uh, but, like, you should compare yourself, like... You really are a Marvelette. I don't think that that's Marvel. But you know what I mean. All superheroes <laughs> are Marvel to me. I Because Batman's so fucking hot. Batman is hot. Batman is rich. Batman has the gadgets and the gizmos. Is the Green Hornet not hot? Aren't all superheroes hot? Green Hornet is not hot. Hold on. That's like comparing, like, he should be, if he really wants to be cool, he needs to be like, 
this is like Batman versus Superman or something. Well, like that's that. what I thought. Oh, the Green Hornet's just a man with a mask. Does yes. he have a dog? Kato. Oh, Kato is really his dog? I, I don't see now why they would never make a movie out of Green Hornet. I think they did. It's 2011 starring Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Seth Rogen, who I find And I think that this is where Blake Lively and uh, Ryan Reynolds met. Wait, was Ryan Reynolds the Green Hornet or was yes. Seth Rogen? They both seem to Seth be Seth Rogen wrote the Green Hornet. And starred in it? I don't know, maybe. Wow. Anyway, this isn't a superhero podcast. Well, honestly, though, if you had to, he did kind of land then on the right person. I would say he's big as like Batman. And yeah. Aiden is giving Green Hornet. Yeah, but like that's not, you don't want to fuck the Green Hornet. You don't want to identify as Green Hornet. It not willingly. Me, it reminds me once of. Oh, I had a we got a note Uh-oh. live from our producer. Nerd <laughs> alert. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds was, was the, the Green Lantern. What the fuck Scott is the Green the Lantern? Green... Oh, wait. I, I have seen that movie. I had a card for years from a friend that when you opened it, it said the Green Lantern's like Pledge of Allegiance. You've seen this movie. I've seen the Green the look, Lantern. You were talking about it like you had never heard it. No, no, no. I've never seen the Green Hornet. I've seen the Green Lantern. No, Ryan Reynolds was the Green Lantern and Seth was the Green Hornet. Oh. Are you able to read that very simple sentence? It literally says Ryan Reynolds was the Green Lantern. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Wrong. I was wrong. Either way. Look, if you're going to make yourself a superhero, you're either Batman or Captain America. Right, like you don't want to be fucking around with these other guys. Yeah, not Green Hornet or Green Lantern. But I just thought it was so gross when he was hopping around with Pete. That was in a, but it had been an immediate breakup for me. Uh, she, her, I hate to sound like crass. Uh-oh. But her pussy shriveled when he brought this up. All right, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than that. No, it, she was disgusted by him. But then... So they're heading up to Suffern. I did not realize that we have to go to that fucking cabin two episodes in a row. Yeah. We're back and to that mud pile. It does look a little bit better. It seems he's bought some furniture. I saw a radio at least. Oh. Um, Are your joints okay? That was really loud. Oh, what? <laughs> Sometimes I forget like, what I'm doing. I feel like we're just talking. <laughs> I'm like snap, crackle, and popping over yeah. here. Jesus I'm Christ. Sure that got so picked sorry. up on the mic. Can't ever hear you, but I heard that crystal clear. So sorry. <laughs> so they're up there. She's reading a magazine in style with Willow Summers on it. And again, I just thought it was so interesting that then they probably had to go through the effort of making an in-style cover with this actress on it. Mm-hmm. It would have just been so much more interesting had they just picked a real-life actress. Right. I think they should have. And then, so Big calls, like the fucking menace he is. And I have to say, and this is right, I was disgusted by Aiden for his green hornet behavior but then i was right back on his side when carrie invites big that is literally the most batshit insane thing we know that it's a 40 minute train for her to get back Mm -hmm. she's already lied last week 
to him about the big. I think Carrie is so wrong for this. It's actively crazy. Also, maybe if Big had, I think he needed to have been drunk and sadder in that phone call for us to feel the need for her to see him. Mm -hmm. I really do think, though, maybe that Carrie would take any reason to get out of there, which proves even further how much she hates Aiden. Well, then she should have left to go see him. Right. Inviting him to visit is so inconsiderate of the man. And I'm not usually someone who feels like, oh, characters are making bad decisions on TV shows. That makes me dislike the show. Mm -hmm. This just seemed drastically unrealistic. Right. Like, it just doesn't seem like anything a human being would even do. Like, what are you thinking? I mean, she doesn't want to be there with... Aiden by herself. Like, if anything, the story should have been, and this would have been made sense to me, that she leaves the address of the house mm-hmm. on her answering machine, mm-hmm. and somehow Big figures out where she is that And way. then he goes. And then he just shows up, not realizing, oh, this is Aiden's house, or, like, I thought, like, I, don't, I didn't know where suffering was. I thought it was the Hamptons. Like, mm-hmm. and he's just there. The mm-hmm. the tacit invita- invitation from her is bonkers. And if I was Aiden, I would have thrown both of them out of my house. I'd have been like, I would break up. I'd be like, we're done. Like, Haven't you ever had a woman break your heart? He gives her those, he gives her the Ramona Singer eyes. Yeah. Very Mary Cosby energy from Aiden there. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, he should have broken up with her. These two are just not good together, and I don't understand how anybody can watch this fucking show and be like, Team Aiden. Carrie well, wasn't Team Aiden. I was an idiot. But I mean, was? people that listen to this podcast. Showed I up hope, we, like I hope we changed some hearts and minds. I know we have. I hope we have. Many people do write in like I've seen the light. Yeah. So, but in this episode, I wasn't on his side, but I at least thought he was right to be kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. Then Big shows up and he, in their argument about it, says, I don't want him in my house. Big shows up. He won't get out of the car. She goes and says, come on in. Carrie. Send him home. Like, I kind of get the fact that she wants him to come inside because... It would be one thing if, and again, this is where I feel like it would be more truthful if she said, I need you to come inside because I can't talk to you in this car. Like, I can't have him not know what we're doing. Instead, Mm -hmm. she's like, you two need to become pals. A crazy thing to want. A crazy thing to want. This would all make more sense to me if they were gay, if they were gay men. This seems like something gay men would get up to and you would just find yourself in this nonsense. Like... I guess I got to invite my ex up to this cabin. I, I don't have a choice. I can't imagine putting my boyfriend and an ex-boyfriend of mine in, like, the same room together. I can't imagine wanting to do that. Let alone one you fucked. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's a let, one that you fucked while you're with that person. Yeah. Like, this is so... This is when people are talking about Carrie being, being the fucking worst. This is the example I want people to talk but about. But honestly, yes, you're exactly right. I want people to talk about this episode. Like, let's leave the bullshit bagels in the past. That's this like here is or there. literal criminal behavior on Carrie yeah. Bradshaw's part. Under Azkaban. Underneath. So he gets there and he proceeds... I think we're to believe drink two bottles of red wine by himself. And he is truly fucked. mumbling. Like, he sounds like um sounds the like guy Steve. from Home Alone, like just sitting who's like Yeah. Like, oh she didn't want bullshit. Like, okay. He sounded 
unwell. And so he decides to stay the night and Carrie wakes him up the next day. He stumbles over, hung over as hell. I did kind of feel him there. Mm, absolutely. And I thought one kind of subtle moment of acting there is, is that they share a coffee cup, which is so intimate. Like the idea that he just grabs her coffee and drinks after her speaks to a level of intimacy between the two of them that I'm like, oh, if, if I was, if, if I had been Aiden inside and I'd seen that, I was like, God damn it, these two, like Carrie won't even let me drink my coffee next to her. Mm-hmm. I know. And, but instead, Aiden is pulling a Steve Brady, bebopping a basketball outside on repeatedly to drive big crazy. Am I am I hallucinating? Does he not have a hoop? No, he has a hoop. Okay, because in my mind, I was like, does no. this guy not have a hoop? He Why has is he a doing hoop. this? Well, he's doing it to make Big angry because he knows he's hungover. So he's doing it to wake him up and to drive right. him nuts. Like I, I was like, "There's this is madness," which I do appreciate the level of petty. Yeah, absolutely, a petty king. So speaking of that burst of masculinity, I need never see on my episode of Sex in the City. I remember this fight as being like more hilarious than like funny. It's just kind of sad. Do these two men even know how to fight? No, they're rolling around. In Nobody. The they seemed. It seemed erotic. Almost. You know who probably knows how to fight? Steve Brady. He probably grew up on the streets throwing. No, Steve grew up like fucking newsies. Just like, <laughs> look at me. I'm the king of New York. Christian Bale <laughs> delivering papers to <laughs> trying to win a Pulitzer Prize or whatever the fuck that movie was about. <laughs> now, I'm trying to think of what man I would most want on my side in a bar fight. Honestly, Petrotsky. Remember when he killed that rat? What? With the frying pan in her kitchen. Oh my god, that just, was like, crazy. His instinct, he just hit him. His that was so French good. of him. That was like Ratatouille. That's what He's they were doing Russian. in Ratatouille. But he lived in France. <laughs> <laughs> but he lived in France. That is so French of him. <laughs> Downright Parisian. That famous thing <laughs> French people do, baguettes, being stylish, not liking Americans, and killing rats with frying pans. All of the I French things. Ratatouille. Famous cuisine. Like, <laughs> you're dumb as hell. So French of him. So French of him. Famously very Russian. Famously. I believe his nickname is The Russian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. So it's they have their... Day. So, no, I would pick Petrotsky if I wanted a man in my in my bar fight mm-hmm. to, like, defend. Oh, got, for sure. He's got now, good reflexes. this could come back and... In... Oh, he is an elder. This could come back and... Oh. I think I just got what you meant. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, want to hear about that one, guys? Apologies. No, just let that one just slap. Yeah, just cast let that you. one wash over you, a real mm-hmm. horse bath. Yeah. So then, after their fight, Carrie comes out. She's screaming, "You're middle aged." Pete bites big in the ass, which is just like, "What's going on with this dog?" And they, the episode ends with them eating eggs and Big once again repeating the whole "I could reach her," or "She could reach me." That I couldn't reach her. Sure. And and then 
he said and then Aiden says that is so fucked up and one thing I before I bring up my last point Mm -hmm. I wish the episode had made textual why it's weird to me that Carrie never says the multiple and the multitude of times he says that to her that she never says wow I know what that feels like even as a petty cut to him or as a joke like it just feels like it's I think her relaying like any sort of like she can't even act that she can't even do that no that's fair i also think the writers just weren't thinking um that too but i do appreciate as the ending moment and i almost wish carrie wasn't in the shot because there's a way to read that final moment as big and aiden are at their version of the girl brunch oh yeah so if carrie had just walked through the scene briefly i think that could have been good but there was something about her being at the table that kind Mm -hmm. of undercut that idea the girlies but at least she never says anything Mm -hmm. but it does feel like oh this is like what meant like this show's version of the boys brunching would be wow and if that's the case i never want to see that thank god that we never have another episode (laughs) that focuses on men thank god what did you think of the fashion in this one? I loved Samantha's blue dress in the very beginning at the yeah, pool that hall. Was, that was my only really big note. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have here Trey Scottish underwear, very chic. He's wearing that kind of he in, in the, the, the the like red plaid, plaid. underwear. I like a and plaid it, underwear and a much nicer um look than that fucking shit show butt diaper we saw in Aiden. What kind of grown man wears tidy whities? If, if unless it's those... like literally in a porno, Do you know what I mean? Whities? No, I don't. I just um, feel like it would. I could see it being something in like <laughs> an, someone's fantasy in a porno, but this is supposed to be real life. This is hell. Or it's supposed to be not a fantasy. What this show's actually not even supposed to be real life. It's supposed to be aspirational. Aspirational. I think that some women maybe want that. I do Uh, not. We know a lot of them. I don't. What do you think of the men in this one? We've got Big Aiden, Steve, Trey, Richard Wright, Alan, and Doctor Manuel. Richard Wright. I'm actually going for Trey. I just remembered him in the underwear. I was gonna go for Richard, but then I remembered him in the underwear, and I really did like that scene. What would you give this one out of 10? A seven. Yeah, seven seems actually right to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not bad. Not great. Honestly, the seven is mostly for how much I love the opening scene. Right. Exactly. It really is. And just, that we get Richard right. Yeah. The introduction of Richard and the line, oh, yeah, baby, grab my big balls, lick them, pull them. That is a scene that I have YouTubed. There are three Samantha scenes I've YouTubed many times where I think she just crushes it. That, the teabag scene from season six, where she says, oh, just like, oh, just dip, like dip your mouth or something. And they're like, what? When you're sucking his balls. And yeah. they're like, no, wait, what? They're like, ma'am, this is... Oh, no, this is oh, she says, we have a teabag problem. She says, oh, just breathe through your nose. And That's like, it. what? When you're sucking his balls. Right. And then the coloring scene in the movie. I just think she makes a lot of good out of that nonsense of, like, I'd use every crayon in my box. My bus. She's one. the fucking best. Classic. All right, guys, well... Now that I've recited those classic three scenes, we'll really try next week to be more on our game. I'll look better, feel better. 
All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season four, episode 11, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Oh, that's a wild. It's one of my faves. That is a big one. It's a big one. Maybe the big one. Maybe my second favorite episode of the show. I'm excited. I know. I am too. All right. But make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram and I'm at Take Your Left on Twitter. And tell them to follow you where now? Oh, the at The place. Bachelor. If you're interested in Bachelor news, Love Island, Love is Blind, any sort of reality trash dating show, I got you. She's your text, the resource. Yeah. All right, we'll see you next week for what will has got to be a better episode of this show. Apologies on just for my behavior. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.